Welcome to the Ruby Slipper Podcast. You have everything inside you to live your life on purpose. Just click your heels, step into your Ruby Slippers and head home to yourself. Hey everyone and welcome to this next episode of the Ruby Slipper Podcast. I'm stoked to have you with me today. We have a very, very special guest who you are just going to love. Any mums that are listening, you need to like get distractions away and tune into this episode because there are going to be so many aha moments. This will, could possibly change your life. I love, I love so much what our guest is about. I'll introduce her now. Her name is Amy Taylor Cabaz and she started her traditional career as a journalist at the ABC in 2001, working her way up from producer and newsreader in regional South Australia to senior producer at ABC Sydney. And then along came babies. For the first few years, she found herself simply pushing harder and harder to chase those old beliefs of success. Her addiction to busyness had finally caught up with her and she accepted that she had to slow down. Since the birth of her healthy baby boy at 38 weeks, Amy has slowly stepped back from her ABC career and in 2015 made the decision to focus 100% on building her work with mums. She is now dedicated to changing the conversation about motherhood and womanhood around the world. Amy, thank you so much for being here. Your work in the world is beyond crucial in my opinion. Oh wow, thank you. <laughs> well, I shared with you before we started recording, I suffered postnatal depression twice. I've got four little girls and my first two, I suffered postnatal depression really really bad, and it wasn't until I discovered that you can have a purpose outside of being a mum that my life really started to change. And so I think the work that you're doing and the conversation that you're having around motherhood and just giving women permission to be a mother (laughs) is just so, so, so important. So can you share with our listeners what your life was like leading up to you figuring out that you had your own pair of ruby slippers? I was born a very intense, purposeful child. I, ever since I was really, really little, had this really sort of serious look on my face of, you know, there's a lot of work to be done in this world and how am I going to make it a difference? And so Uh, right from a very young age, I knew I wanted to tell stories and make a difference. And I thought that that would mean that I was a journalist. I was obsessed with studying women in war times and understanding what it takes to be resilient and strong and just couldn't get enough of that. So that led me into the ABC straight out of university. I studied international development and politics and thought that I would be frontline foreign correspondent out there, you know, in the war zones like I was studying for so many years. And that was what I thought was my purpose. I really, uh, my whole identity was attached to that. I didn't know who I was beyond that because it had been embedded in me since, since a very, very young age. And I was on the path. I was doing really well. And as you said in my introduction, I started out in the backwaters of South Australia in a small town called Port Pirie and worked my way up to the leading breakfast program here in Sydney and thought that, you know, I was succeeding. Everything was, was working out the way it should. Ticking all the boxes. 
ticking all the boxes, mm-hmm. being a very good girl. I have to say my body didn't agree with me. I have been unwell with a thyroid disease for more than 12 years. There was a lot of signs along the way, Rosie, that this idea of success, although it was working in my mind, was not working in my life or my health. But I ignored that. Mm. I think women are quite good at doing that. (laughs) We're very good at that. Well, that's what we're taught. We're Mm. taught that if we're going to succeed, if we're going to fight the system, if we're going to climb the ladder and smash through the glass ceiling, then we're going to have to work like that. Mm. And anything less than that is a failure. And I was the poster child of that belief system. Yeah, well. And then when motherhood came along, that, that pure sense of I know who I am was just shattered because I call it the inner split that happens to a woman when she becomes a mother. That in that moment of either discovering you're pregnant or first viewing your baby when you after birth, you really split in two. You're both who you've always been, for me, this very ambitious, focused journalist woman, and at the same time, you are now a mother. And that that separation, that split within you, for most of us, is what we struggle with. Who am I now when I am... I want to do everything for this child to keep her alive. But at the same time, I am a person who was building this career and had this life and had this independence. And that happened for me 12 years ago with my first child and was the first beginning of me seeing that hmm, maybe my purpose was not about war zones. Mm. It's actually about understanding what happens to a woman when she becomes a mother. Let Rosie guide you to find your ruby slippers and learn how to use them. www.rosienanny.com But I went back into my old patterns of burnout and hard work and did that right up until pregnant with my third child. And my body, again, sent me a very clear message that this wasn't working for me when I went into early labour at 28 weeks with him. Mm. And the doctors were very, very clear and strict with me and said very sternly that it was my lifestyle that was putting my baby at risk and that I was couch bound until he was safe. And so for 10 weeks, being forced to sit on my couch for 10 weeks and think about this addiction to busyness and superwoman was the point that I finally did find my purpose, which is to really talk about this massive shift in identity that happens to a woman when she becomes a mother. But because we don't acknowledge it or talk about Mm. it, we often go back into old patterns of just trying to be all to everybody. And that is why we have such high rates of postnatal depression and burnout and for me, thyroid disease and all of these things. Because we haven't acknowledged what changes in a woman when she becomes a mother. Hundred mm, percent. I um just reflect as I'm listening to you, reflecting back on my own experience, and I know for me, I didn't have much of a career prior to children. I was a beauty therapist, and I, like I was very good at what I did, but I was desperately just wanted to be a mum. And when I had my girls, the thing that I really struggled with was that. I had this expectation that being a mum was going to make me happy. It was going to make me fulfilled. It was going to give me everything that I saw on the movies or that I dreamed that it would. And it was so hard, still is hard, but like the newborn, the babies, and I was just like, this is not supposed to be what it's like. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, but, but no one talks about it. 
No one talks about it. Mm. And expectations are an enormous thing. I had an expectation that my life would have changed. I would just put motherhood motherhood on my resume. You had an expectation that your whole life was going to change mm. in the most beautiful and maternal way. Mm. Neither of those are real. Yes. Neither of those are true. But <laughs> there is this myth of what a good mother is mm-hmm. that we still are not questioning in our culture. Mm-hmm. And when we don't do that and we don't have language and words around this change in identity, that that it is really hard Absolutely. To, to become a mother. It's not something that happens overnight. When we don't have that language or understanding, women self-silence. They think it's their fault. They think it's something I've done wrong. Motherhood should be different than this. I should be different than this. Mm. And hopefully we are starting to enter the time in history where we're going to find stop thinking women need to have this all figured out the moment they push a baby out. Mm. Instead, acknowledge that this is a massive transformation on every level, every level, economically. Social, psychological, physical, emotional. Thanks for being part of our purpose. The Ruby Slipper podcast is kept ad-free so we don't annoy the shit out of you with ads. If you'd like to keep it that way and receive exclusive gifts from Rosie, please click on the Patreon link, which you can find in the show notes or at rosynerney.com. This is not an ad. And we need the right tools around her to support her as she figures out who she is now. Absolutely. So when was the, what was the point for you when you, I mean, I can hear it in, as you're talking, your passion about this is so (laughs) like, it's, it's like hitting my body and I'm not in front of you. Like it's so, so, so powerful. What, when was the point when you realized, because you were still working at the ABC and then you pulled away from it. So what was that point like when you were like, this is I I have to follow this. This is my purpose. This is what is going to fill me up and know that I'm wearing my ruby slippers every single day. Like what was that point like for you? You know, it's so much more recent than you would think. <laughs> I, I I know one of the things you talk about is follow the breadcrumbs. And to be honest, that's really what I did for a very long time. I I didn't know what the hell I was doing when I left the ABC. You know, all I ever wanted to be was a journalist for the ABC and to leave at that time to be a life coach and money blogger, which is what my (laughs) colleagues thought I was doing. It was one of the hardest decisions I've ever made because, Mm. again, there were very little breadcrumbs for me to follow, but it just, I could feel it in my body, Rosie, that I didn't, I couldn't be there anymore. There was something more that I needed to do, but I didn't know that this is where it was going to lead, to be totally honest. I, I, I just kept following what was in front of me. I had in the back of my mind that as a journalist, I could always freelance for magazines and newspapers. So if all else fails, I've got that. I just jumped and I had little signs along the way that I was onto something here. But it actually wasn't. There is a very clear moment in my mind and I might even get emotional speaking about it because it was so profound in my life where I knew that, as you would say, I had the root B slippers. And it was, I discovered uh, two years ago, the word matrescence, which is the 
the explanation I had been searching for since that first baby was born 12 years ago that I didn't know was missing. Everything I had tried to understand and research and write about motherhood for a decade was still not clear until I understood that it is matrescence that we're talking about. Matrescence is the transformation a woman goes through just like adolescence is the transformation from a child. Wow. See, I didn't I had never heard of that word until I found you. Yes. It's it's absolutely life changing. Mm. And I heard it in a podcast, I pulled over, I burst into tears, you know, I, I felt like, oh my gosh, I've finally found what it is I want to do and what mm. I've been trying to do. But then and and I totally sort of surrendered it to the universe. I said to a friend of mine at the time there's a woman at Columbia University in New York who is the only one that's teaching matrescence in the world and I don't care if it takes me five years. I'm going to get there and I'm going to study with her. And I was actually in her office only four months later. Wow. I know. This is what happens when we surrender it. Yeah. that moment when I finally realized I had the ruby slippers was I was walking into Columbia University and I truly had this moment wash over my whole body where I realized every single thing I have ever done in my life, right back to the little girl who studied what happened to women in war, to my blog, to my business, to my book, everything, to the babies that I've had, the illnesses I've had, everything had led me to that moment walking into that office so I could understand what matrescence was. Yeah. And that was the biggest moment. I've ever had really. Oh, that's amazing. It's such a beautiful story. And so, like you said, it's relatively new for you. So what was that, 18, 18 months, two years ago? So that was November 2018. Yeah, so not long ago. No. And you're you're just like skyrocketing now. you I love that. I love when you when you get into that alignment and you find it and it drops in, you just have this burn inside of you. It's like an internal light that just doesn't go out and you just, it drives you. That's right. And I want to say to everyone who's listening, you know, I I started a blog six months after my first baby was born asking what happens to a woman when she becomes a mother. It wasn't until a decade later did I walk into that Columbia University office. There were so many moments along the way where I got a feeling and a sense of, yeah, I think this is it. Yes, I think this is it. So you have to follow, follow those, yeah. those little moments. But, you know, it, yes, it's taken me a lot of work but a lot of space to keep feeling like I think there's something here. And then when it finally landed, as you said, everything lined up and it just it was just bigger than I realised it would be. So it... it there are signs along the way and to keep trusting them because the timing is beyond us. It really is beyond us. I love that so much. So if you could give some advice to a woman that's listening to this now, maybe even a mum who I dare say there could be some mums listening to this that are probably quite emotional, um, but they're searching or they've they've got that feeling inside of them that they want to do something more or that there is more for them but they're not quite sure what to do like we've said to follow the feeling and listen to your intuition but a lot of uh, feedback I get from people is they come up against um, judgment from other people which of course you mentioned that you did how did you 
or did you use any specific tools to help you navigate that to make sure that you just stayed on the path that you're on? At the time, no, it was a lot of trial and error and so many tears and so many moments of being on seek.com thinking I need to get a real job, I have to be honest, (laughs) (laughs) truly. But again, once I finally understood what matrescence was, I would say something very different now. Mm. What I would love to say to mamas that are listening is that you are in this messy sometimes middle of figuring out who you are. Motherhood is can be one of the fastest ways to clear your old stories, to figure out what's not working, to be so done with certain ways of being, of living, of working. But we have to acknowledge it. So I would say to her, you are in this beautiful process of figuring out who you are. There is no greater thing to do in your life than to finally step into the woman you're meant to be. And it is a process. Not only are you figuring out who you are, but you're also raising your children. So, you know, you're a superwoman. (laughs) You're, You're doing everything. But please see your dissatisfaction in your life as a good sign. See your frustration with things as a really good sign. See your interest in things as something exciting because what you're doing is you're transforming yourself into something really amazing. On the other side of matrescence, on the other side of this time of figuring out who you are, like me, you will have your moment where you stand there and think, oh, it's all been leading to this. This is what it's meant to be. But it is a process. Just as a child doesn't become an adult on the 13th birthday, it's a whole, they say, eight to ten year Mm. transformation of figuring out who you are. You too are in this transformation. I think we assume we're meant to know our purpose after a six-week program. You know, this is a... This is a journey. I hate that word. I hate journey. But I, it, it is. It's a, it's a path that you will be on and be okay with that. Enjoy it. Be fascinated by it. Keep showing up for it even if you don't know where it's going. I just honestly, I'm listening to you. I've just got cold shivers going over my whole body. There is so many amazing gems that you have left for everyone who is listening to this podcast Thank you so much for being here. I just I value your time so much and your innate wisdom that you have shared with everyone. I, I know there are so many people that are just going to love listening to this. Thank you so much, not only for being here, but for what you – oh, it's going to make me emotional <laughs> – yeah. for what you're doing for women and for mothers because your work is so important and we need this so much. So thank you so much on behalf of – all the mums out there because we need to know this and we need to give ourselves a break. Thank so, you. Thank you. Too. <laughs> <This is laughs> yeah, I really appreciate you being here. So, And for all of you that are listening, wipe away the tears. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> and um, thank you so much for being here. Amy, where can, where can the listeners find you? Where do you hang out socially and your website? Uh, it's pretty much my name, amytaylorkabaz.com. Same on Instagram and Facebook, Amy Taylor-Kabaz. Perfect. So make sure you go and check her out for, no doubt, lots of inspiration and motivation to, to stay on your path. So thank you again for being here. 
And to everyone that's listening, thank you so much for tuning in. Make sure you share this podcast because there are a lot of mums out there who need to listen to this and who need to find Amy so that they can just chill out and be okay with the journey that, I know we don't like that word, but the journey that motherhood is. So thanks again. And I look forward to chatting to you on the next episode of the Ruby Slipper podcast. Rosie loves kicking up her heels in her Ruby slippers. To help her with her purpose, rate and review us wherever you listen.